When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. Happy Monday, March 13th. Um, If you were like me over the weekend watching all of the Silicon Valley uh, bank news, maybe you turned on uh, HBO Max and watched the series Silicon Valley. Um, It is a constant ineptitude um, uh, of what we see in our system. Um, I've been screaming about it all weekend. Didn't want to bail out. We didn't quite get a bailout, but what we got was a good backstop. In my mind, I think you got a um, a pretty good, um, you know, appeasement, if you will. The bank's not going to go under. Uh, Biden just spoke. Uh, a, they're they're going to cover all deposits. You're going to get your deposits back, which is something that on Friday you wouldn't get back. Uh, B, shareholders absolutely worthless. Do not think that a shareholder of this bank is going, this is not something where you can buy the stock. I think that stock is halted anyway, but I saw in ZipTrader, uh, Charlie's uh, people are completely misinformed. There were people saying we should buy this bank because it's going to go into bankruptcy. It's going to be like Hertz. We're going to ba- make more money because their assets are bigger. No, the FDIC owns this bank. You will not make money. So shareholders will, will not be made whole. Um, and the insiders, if there are found to be people who knowingly, corruptly, um, insider selling, anything of that sort, they will be held accountable. I just don't believe that. Uh, I personally don't believe that at all. I think this is another crime like in 2008. Nobody goes to jail. Nothing happens. Um, these guys continue to keep... The, if you did not see it, there is such a, a the, the CEO of this bank, I think it was on Wednesday or Thursday. It might even have been Friday. I think it was actually Friday. He sat in a completely like a uh, wood covered room. It looked like a closet, but it probably was a multi-million dollar kind of mansion. Uh, after selling $3.5 million of his be- own bank stock uh, this week uh, before it was halted. He sold 3.5 million. There were several. I, I posted them all. But if you didn't see that video, go into our private Facebook group and, and, and look at that video. Complete, complete, just ignorant kind of, I'm sorry, I had to do that. I mean, it, it just, it angers me when CEOs do that. I had to make the tough decision. Well, bullshit. You still, you're still living in your multi-million dollar mansion. I want that shit pulled back from you. And, and make no mistake about it. This was not a bankruptcy just because someone called for a run on the bank. This was 100% decisions that this bank made that drove them into bankruptcy. This was poor management. They had no risk officer. They knew nothing about what they're going to do. And you see Jim Cramer saying, well, I don't think anything really went bad yet. Whatever. Jim Cramer, where's the outrage? He wants out. I mean, shit, Jim Cramer. Yeah, buy it at, at 400. It's, it's the next big stock. And, and then you're screaming, well, we didn't have all the information. The hubris, the hubris. What a douche. 
Yeah, this is what you guys tune in for, the fired up per version of me. Um, but let's talk about where we're going. Last night, uh, futures were way, way up. And then what happened is you started to see uh, bond rates falling. Now, I have pulled up the, the bond uh, page from Fidelity that I have gone to number of times over the past two weeks. The one year, the U.S. Treasury, this was at 5.2, you're at 4.61. I believe you're down at 4.4 this morning. This is, this is updated at the end of the day, every day, blah, blah, blah. Uh, this is ridiculous how, how far this has fallen. We talked about timing the, the value of stocks. Well, now the asset value of a 5% one-year bond is probably greater um, because it's gone up. Uh, but now you're getting on one year 4.6. Uh, the two years 4.2. What we're pricing in is that the Fed is not going to raise rates. Uh, there is a 66, I think Steve Leisman just said it, a 60, um, let me see, 66% chance of no rate hike ne next week. Um, in fact, a lot of people are, are saying, hey, we may have an actual rate reduction next week. Remember, in the history of this economy, we have never gone through this amount of, of quantitative tightening in such a short period. Things are going to break. That's what I've been saying. You know, hey, we're not in for a soft landing. We might have a soft landing, but it's likely something's going to break along the way. Here's what broke along the way. Boom. Uh, so where do you go? Well, SPY, downward trend. Uh, I wouldn't put my money in SPY right now. Uh, you can see on the four-hour algorithm, it got you out. Here on Friday, um, we finally got out. We crossed the 200-day. We're at 383 in pre-market. Um, I just don't see uh, this one moving. Now, the RSI is at 30, 30 30.9 uh, on a four-hour algorithm. If we go and we look at a weekly of SPY, we still haven't touched the 200-day. Last time we touched the 200-day was, was, I'm sorry, the October lows. And then the week time before that was COVID. Time before that was 2018, the last time we tightened. So my guess is if we continue downward, I think you're looking at 374 as a, a pretty good support level. If we continue upward, I think you're looking at probably about four, 420 on SPY to be a, a good top. Um, and, and that's where I would get a little bit nervous because you're still in this downward trend. Make no mistake. This is still a downward trend. You're trending down there. Now, if we go from the October lows on the weekly, you're looking at uh, an upward trend where we've just broken. We've broken down last week on this one. So, you know, again, th this spot is about 4,000. I think 4,000 is a fairly good um, support level. We're at 385. So when you're looking at a trading range, which make no mistake, we are in a trading range. That's where you are as far as SPY goes. Now the Qs, it's kind of the same thing. You can take a look at the Qs on the four hour. We got out of it. Um, we talked about having all of those you know, trend lines kind of moving up and down. You've broken that trend line. Your support on a four hour is 283. You're at 287 on the Qs. Uh, if we go to a weekly, it, it looks very similar. 
to kind of the, the spy that we looked at a weekly. You just haven't t- really touched the 200 day at all before this. And so now that you're touching the 200 day on a weekly, you're kind of using it as a support. Um, and that's at 285, we're at 287. So the cues, the, the, the difference between the spy and the cues is really the RSI. The cues are not oversold. It's 48. It's in no man's land. So I, I would be slightly concerned about this type of thing. Um, I have a list of banks that are down. Uh, I will tell you, uh, your boy here bought into Bank of America on Friday at 29 and change. It's now trading at 2894. Uh, I personally think if you can get into Bank of America at 28, personally, I think it's a great, again, the book value is $30.27. Now that does um, uh, mean something, but it doesn't always mean, hey, you're going to get your money. Here, SIVB, if you look at this, they're halted. This stock is absolutely worthless. The government has taken over this bank. Uh, there is no way any shareholder gets any money. It is completely worthless. The book value is $209 uh, on Finvis. No, you're not getting $209. It is absolutely 100% worthless. You will not be getting that money. The government will basically clown that money back. Uh, they will say, ha ha, and take it right back. But Bank of America, too big to fail. Talk about it. It's just too big to fail. And it's not like Bank of America. Uh, when you look at SIVB, let's see, their market cap was $3.45 billion. Uh, Bank of America, is their market cap is $244 billion. Too big to fail. Invest in too big to fail. Follow the money. Because you know what? The government ain't taking over this bank. The government's going to provide them some support. These guys have small deposits. Um, but no huge, you know, there are big companies with Bank of America and Bank of America is the foundation of, of, of this country. I mean, make no mistake about it. It's the largest bank. JP Morgan is one that I would be slightly confer- con- uh, concerned with, but their market cap is $383 billion. Um, the issue is that they have huge depositors um, that are not necessarily insured. But Bank of America, under 30, buy it all day long. I mean, look at JP Morgan. Their book value is 89 and they're trading at 133. You know, Goldman Sachs, uh, which is another huge bank, Goldman Sachs, their market cap is 114 billion. Uh, their book value is 304, they're at 327. These companies will be making money and, and you'll see them at Bank of America, they're not in, in, in danger. Now, there is one, First Republic, FRC. Which Jim Cramer said on Friday, I thank Sarah Eisen for telling everyone that I was a genius for saying to buy it at 45. Well, you know where it is today, Jim? It's at 27, douchebag. It's at 27. So if you, if you took uh, you know, Jim Cramer's advice and bought at 45, great if you sold on Friday at 90. Uh, the high was 88. The high was 88 on Friday. So if you bought at 45 uh, at open, great. You know, good, good play selling at, at, at you know, uh, 80, 90% gain. Fantastic. Uh, but if you took Jim Cramer's advice, bought it at 45, then today you're down 50%. And you know, when you're down 50%, it takes 100% gain to get that back. So he can tout himself as, as you know, genius all, the, all together. I'll put in the show notes down below uh, the banks that are in danger. These are ones that you just 
probably want to stay away from, but they are in danger. FRC, uh, TFC, PB, KRE, PACW, uh, WAL, Zion, Key, SBNY. In fact, SBNY, is that one that was taken over? That's one that is in, is, Signature Bank is gone. Yeah, Signature Bank. This is one, SBNY. They were halted. They're, they're completely gone. They, they're insolvent. Over the weekend, uh, if you've seen the South Park episode where I think it's Kyle gets some birthday money and he's like, yeah, I want to put it into an ETF, blah, blah, blah. And the guy's like, okay, let's look into the bank. We're going to put you into this, this, this. Yeah, it's gone. And Kyle's sitting there. What? He goes, yeah, it's gone. <laughs> That's Signature Bank. So SBNY, completely gone. You're gone. You're gone. Uh, I do believe that specifically, uh, and I am putting my money in Bank of America. Uh, I think this is a $40 stock in a healthy economy. I don't know next week that it's going to be back up to 40. I don't know that it's going to be back up to 30 next week. I am buying on the way down. The other one that I am buying on the way down is Wells Fargo. Uh, those are the two that I feel comfortable. Wells Fargo's uh, RSI is at 22. They are trading at 39.75. I'm buying it on the way down. Uh, personally, I feel I, I feel comfortable with that. If we were to look at Wells Fargo on a monthly basis, where could it go? Well, uh, back in September of 2020, this isn't even um, this is on a, a monthly basis. So 2020, you went all the way down to 20 on Wells Fargo. This was during the hey. Uh, we're going to sell credit cards to people who didn't um, basically ask for credit cards. That was the scandal. And so you're down at 20. It couldn't have gotten any worse. So at 40, I'm pretty comfortable buying it here. This back here is the 2008 crisis uh, where I, I think I traded Wells Fargo before. Um, I, again, too big to fail. Bank of America, if we look at a monthly of Bank of America, it's kind of the same thing. You go back to the... Um, the housing crisis of 2008, and boy, it was just a straight, straight one down. I think I bought this at around five dollars. I wound up losing money for like six months, and, and then I wound up going up to fifteen, and then you kind of slid all the way back down. 2011, uh, it was bad, but I think I I wound up selling at around seventeen in in 2015 or so, um, just kind of pointing it. And during COVID, you were down at twenty. Eh, you know what? 30, I'll take it. The bank is in a much better position today. Um, <clears throat> but one, one thing that, you, that you've no, also noticed is that Bitcoin was up 10% over the weekend, I believe. Um, Mara, that's my way to play Bitcoin. You can, Mara is up in pre-market 5%, 5.64, I think you're going to six. Honestly, cryptocurrency, I think they just put a backstop on cryptocurrency as well. Signature Bank going, uh, going bankrupt. Silvergate going bankrupt. Uh, I think those two banks, I think the government just kind of put it on, on Signature Bank and, and, and Mara. I mean, Mara's got, they're, they're mining. GBTC, you can invest in GBTC if you want. GBTC is up 9.35%. I'd trade it. I wouldn't own this one. They're going after the government, blah, blah, blah. 12.28%. The algorithm had you in at 1170. Uh, it still has you in at 1170 and you're up at 1228. Eh, good for you. I mean, it went all the way up to looks like 1345. So uh, you got your money back. 
your RSI is at 44, but crypto is a way to do this. Now let's talk about some of the, the, one of the companies that had a large amount of deposits at, um, at Silicon Valley. There are a lot, but Roku has come up. 26% of their available cash was in Silicon Valley Bank. It is down 3%. There is no reason for this one to be down because their deposits, their payroll, everything is completely fine. So them to be 4% down, 3% down, this is just the market kind of continuing to bring them down. Um, They had a great run into earnings. They went all the way up to $76 per share. They're trading at 57. I think you use the 200-day as your bounce point, 54. If you want to get into Roku, I'm not a fan of Roku. I like Apple TV better. Apple TV, Apple would be my pick. Uh, Intuit is way down. And I don't actually know if this is connected or not, but Intuit has just taken a fall. It's below its 200-day. I would wait for this one. It's um, tax season. Uh, Intuit just kind of trades in this range of between 370 and 420. Um, I would wait for it because it just doesn't have confirmation. Uh, In pre-market, you're up 0.3%. The market just opened up. Um, So hopefully we start to see some of these things move. Disney. Disney is at $91, by the way. Disney, $91. Uh, This is factoring in a recession, a hard, hard landing. Cleveland Cliffs is at $18.78. Good year if you wanted to like live back then on the, you know, on the farm. But yeah, you've got a lot of opportunities in here. I do think that these are opportunities. Apple is up. (laughs) Your boy's portfolio is based in Apple. Apple is up. Uh, Coke is up. Uh, I said buy it under 60. Coke isn't getting dinged. Under 60 is good. Moderna is up 1.48%. That's a trade. Um, In fact, let's look at Moderna. Um, uh, Moderna, yeah, it's wacky. 144 is the buy on the algorithm. Uh, QCLN, clean energy down 2%. Uh, UNH is up at 462. It's up about half a percent. There's not much up, but the heat map is there. Um, Schwab is a bank that is, um, they've just plunged. I mean, Schwab is one, it is down 15% in pre-market. This is one, they have danger because they have large depositors. This is a huge, huge bank. They are in extreme danger because of their deposits. Um, uh, First Republic's down at 28, Western Alliance at 15 uh, JP Morgan, Goldman Sachs, and Morgan Stanley are only down about 2%. So again, too big to fail. The ones you want to invest in that are beaten down, that have the opportunity to come back, I think are the big boys. If you want to risk it, go into the small boy, the small boy play, the regional banks. Um, again, it's, it's, it's risky, but Schwab is one. I, I, I think James liked Schwab. I just think you, you're in danger here. Um, your candle, your current candle is 7%. It opened up at 51. Um, it is trading at 47 right now. It's trading at its lows. You can see the volume spike here in the past couple of days. It Schwab, I'd stay away from it. Um, I, I think it just needs some time to heal. Is it a backup at 70? It could be. Absolutely could be. They're they're one that are too big to fail. Let's see what their book value is. Uh, Schwab's book value is 14. (laughs) 
So they got a long way to go before they get down to their book value. Um, they're a $122 billion uh, market cap. Um, their PE is 16. So far this year, they're down 30%. It's going to be even down further. Um, but again, ta- take a look at the banks. If you own um, XLF, if you own any of the bank um, dividend or uh, any of the, uh, the, the sector spiders, the XLF is down 3% at 3162 This was trading close to 40 um, just one month ago. So uh, you've had quite a fall in this. Uh, let's talk about um, DPST. This is a triple levered uh, daily uh, triple levered regional bank ETF. This is down 32%. 32% today. This is one that has volatility. If you think that these, di- these regional banks are coming back, this is one to look at. If we look at it in the 65-minute candle um, and we look at this, the drawdown is quick. It's enormous. Could provide an opportunity. DPST. I think this is the play if you think these regional banks are okay. This is the bull. I couldn't, wasn't able to find a bear. I didn't do a lot of digging into this, but the opposite. If, if you want um, levered ETFs, FAS is the bull. FAZ is the bear. These are financial bull and bear. So FAS is down 11%. FAZ is up um, 12%. So. FAS, FAZ. And like we said, Bitcoin is one uh, that you could play. Um, bah, bah, bah. Let's, I'm going to go back up. Uh, Jackson had a couple of uh, questions for me. And then we'll get back into this. Uh, hey, Gary, hope all is well. Great pod. Just wanted to share some company that I've been putting, buying recently. Some of your core list, I believe. Bank of America. Uh, hopefully you weren't buying, buying Bank of America at 36, 37. But I do think Bank of America is a good one. Bank of America, in my mind, it's not a buy as of right now. Let's see the 65-minute algorithm. This candle is down at 2892. Uh, it's currently trading at 2833. It's at its lows. So they're continuing to go down. Wait for it. Bank of America, in my mind, is a good one. Jackson also bought Coke. I believe in Coke. Anything under 60, I believe, is, is great. Verizon, uh, in his opinion, it's just too cheap. Kind of agree. I would wait for it a little bit. Um, today it's up 0.14. This is trading. It, it, it's trading at 36. I do think that you got 40 in this stock, but you don't have confirmation on the four hours. So I'd kind of wait on that one. Um, Pen, P E N N, which is Pen Gaming. Um, by the way, Verizon has like a 7% dividend, so it's good. Pen Gaming, you're seeing it just. All the everything's down because everybody thinks we're going into a recession. This is what panic looks like, and this is where you want to pick your companies that are solid companies, make money, and 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 will do well in the long term. Um, but Penn, lastly, he sold Nvidia. Uh, Jackson sold Nvidia, which I agree. I mean, take the profit on that one. But he bought TSM. TSM is down 0.56. My belief in TSM, it just had a cross up at 87.64 on March 2nd. Um, You're out of it now with a 0.47% loss. I would say you use the 200-day here at 81. Buffett is out of this. Buffett started buying around 74. He got out of this quick. 
with that, that move that we saw here, he might have even been here uh, where it was beaten down. But he got in and out very quickly. Buffett is no longer in Taiwan Semi. I believe in Taiwan Semi. Um, they're building a plant in Phoenix that uh, Apple will use. I, I think, again, I think Taiwan Semi is a good one. So um, we looked at the, the, oh, SIVB was in the uh, S&P 500. So the one replacing it is P-O-D-D, Paul uh, Obvious David David, P-O-D-D. That's replacing it. It is up 4.69% in the pre-market. All of the ETFs that owned uh, um, Silicon Valley, basically that, that stock's worthless. It is completely worthless. It comes, you know, they'll write it off, blah, blah, blah. But P-O-D-D needs to be bought. Um, by all of these people. And that's why you're seeing it up by 4.77%. Uh, P-O-D-D, insulate. I don't even know what they do. We can look in FinViz. Um, they have a PE of 5,006, a forward PE of 136. It's a medical healthcare device company. They're not making money. Performance for one year, they're up 12%. They're going to be up even more. Performance year to date, they're down 4%. That is before... T- the multiple tops is at 310. 310 is the multiple tops. You're trading at 293. So you don't have a big upside on that one. Um, There was an announcement that Meta would be laying off additional people. This was out of the Wall Street Journal. Meta um, said, no, of course not. We're not doing that. Same thing that they did last time. 175. I think this was way up near 180 when this one came out um, in the pre-market. But 175 is they're down 2%. In my mind, I think you're looking at covering down to 153 on this one. Uh, if you make it down that low, you've gotten into the 160s before. Uh, I would probably be waiting just for that one. I think Meta probably gets a place in our, um, it does, in our core portfolio. They just print money. I mean, honest to God, I've tried other social networks, other social networks. The, the reasons Facebook is so good is because they just have the people that your friends and family are in there and no other social network trying to get people. I will tell you, trying to get people who listen to the podcast over to Facebook, over to YouTube, over to Twitter, over to Instagram. It's near impossible. More of you listen on the podcast significantly more. I mean, we're talking 100 times more. Listen to the podcast than actually are on the other platforms. And it, it's just about, and that's why I like Meta. Meta's going to launch, uh, the, the rumor is they're going to launch a Twitter kind of rival. Could be good, could be bad. I mean, you look at, you know, Rumble. Rumble is a YouTube uh, uh, competitor. It's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. The content creators aren't there. That's why I like Roblox for Metaverse. And I didn't like Meta for the Metaverse. Uh, they were putting too much money into that. Uh, Macy's is under 20. Just wanted to bring that one up. Macy's, we talk about it all the time. Under 20, it's at 1880, significantly down, uh, right before their ex dividend date. They don't have a huge dividend. Let's see what it is on FinViz, uh, 3.38. So again, the, the fear is that we're going into a recession. That's the fear. That's why you're seeing, uh, defensives like healthcare, um, healthcare going up. So energy is going to be the same. It's going to go down. Energy is going to go down. Cleveland Cliffs. This is part of our core portfolio. I like to trade it. I don't like to own it. It's down 3%. Again, 
fear is that we're going into recession. These guys actually had three price increases while actually increasing their revenues and increasing their deliveries. So they were able to have pricing power. That's why I like them. Here's where I worry about them. If we go to a weekly and we look prior to the pandemic, where was this stock trading? It was a $7 stock. They've had more price increases, so they actually can deliver more revenue. So does the $18 justify it? I think on this downturn, I'm probably looking more to buy at 15 or 16. But I have no doubt in my mind that it's a $30 stock in a healthy market. I'll just sit here. I'll buy a little bit more. They, have, uh, they don't have a great dividend. Uh, they don't have any dividend, in fact. The PE is 7. The forward PE is 9. Uh, the average price target is 21. So, uh, yeah. They, they, on March 13th, they just did another price increase. So, so I, again, they have pricing power. Am I sorry that I bought this at $20? Nah, I'll buy a little bit more. I bought in a little bit, little, little bit, you know, just assuming that, hey, if it goes up, I can always buy a little bit more. If it goes down, I can buy a little bit more. So I'll dollar cost uh, average that one. Tuesday, we have February CPI inflation report. By tomorrow, you may not hear a lot. If you're still hearing about the bank failures, then inflation is a no, uh, no, non-event. Nothing's going to happen from that. Uh, Lennar earnings uh, are Tuesday. Wednesday's Adobe. Thursday is FedEx and Dollar General. There's your earnings play. Uh, last week was crazy, and Friday was crazy. The only thing that was up on the Dow was Intel. Intel was the only one that was up. Makes no sense to me. Yes, Intel. I had to sneeze, so I had to pause the, the podcast. But Intel was up. Intel is up. Uh, it's down 1.526. This company is worthless. It had a buy-in here at 25.21. I think that's probably about right. I think you're playing off at 25. Intel's just a bad company. But it was the only one that was up. Uh, Biden to announce oil drilling in the Arctic. And this is specific to ConocoPhillips. ConocoPhillips will be the one. It is down 2.97%. You're down at 100. I would say at 100. I think this is a good one at 100. Um, my energy stuff, Devon. Let's talk about Devon. Devon has a, what, 7% dividend, largest dividend in the S&P, uh, 8.44. It is down 15% year to date. Performance for one year, it's down 8%. So they, they have some operational problems. It is below 50. It's at 49. I personally am still holding Devin. Uh, I hold Devin um, because I identified it as a long-term hold, not a short-term hold. So I will probably dollar cost average. The RSI is at 23. The dividend date is tomorrow. So you get your paid your dividend tomorrow, which will be taken out. The reason energy is going down so hard, so fast, is everybody thinks we're going into a recession. When the banks go down, energy goes down. When you're seeing this kind of thing, it's all getting dragged down. So that's why you're seeing PXD, same kind of thing. I don't have to take a look at the chart. It's probably down 4 or 5%, down 3.21. It's under 200 at 192. I bought it 208. I got the 3% dividend. I'm now in the red. But I'm going to hold it. I'm going to buy more. I didn't buy a ton. I just bought, you know, what I wanted for the dividend. Uh, now I'll wait, you know, and, and yeah, you're down. A is it going to zero? No, it's not going to zero. Are you going to lose 50%? Maybe. 
but you shouldn't be putting money in that you're paying for rent next month anyway. Have your emergency fund in for a year. This is money that you're investing for over a year time frame. In this market, you don't want to make sh- you don't want to take an, you know any money that you need in the next six months and throw it into the market and then sob when you lose money. If you're losing sleep, if you're uncomfortable with losses, just don't invest. Leon Cooperman, uh, he he is a billionaire on the terms of uh, Warren Buffett. He is Warren Buffett's friend. I like him a lot. Um, uh, he said we would be in if if nothing was done over the weekend to save Silicon Valley. He said absolutely one hundred percent by Friday we'd be in a recession. Uh, he still thinks more things will break. He thinks the Fed is doing everything wrong. Uh, he also likened this to when England went through their um, their retirement fund issue and they had to pause the bond rate for a month and they had to fix things. That's what he thinks that we're doing right now is we're just going to fix things for the next month. How we come out of this, he doesn't know. He is super, super bearish. So just realize he is super, super bearish. Uh, one that is way up is the VIX. And we talk about Uvixi all the time. Uvixi's up 10%. Uh, this one had a buy-in on Friday at uh, $5.25. Uh, it shot up over the period uh, on Friday. I'm sorry, March 10th. Yeah, March 10th in the morning, 525. Uh, it traded 22% in that one candle. This morning, you opened at 697. Your highest is $7.20. You're trading at $6.51. The VIX right now is at 29.80. It might be up over 30. I don't think Active Trader Pro is actually activating. Um, let's see. Well, Active Trader Pro is not activating, but uh, Uvixi, I think Uvixi is, 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 I think the VIX may go to 40. So Uvixi may be your play. Keep an eye on it. That's, it. That's one that I would absolutely trade either on the 65 minute algorithm or even tighter candles, like five minute, uh, to wait for your confirmation. Um, you can see on the 65 minute, this one got you in at, um, let's see, uh, 4.57 on March 9th. $4.57 on March 9th, and you're at 6.48. So just last Thursday, 65 minute algorithm kicks ass. If you don't have Trend Spider, man, what are you doing? Sign up for it. Just get the 65 minute, just for the 65 minute. This one over, uh, let's see, over 7,000, it's going to lose your money. Uh, let's see, over 7,000 candles, which is five years. This is a 65-minute algorithm, 65-minute candle. Holy crap. You make 22% over five years, which isn't a great return over five years, by the way. You can do much better. But 22% on a decaying asset, whereas you lose 98%. If you were to just buy and hold, it's a decaying asset. Makes no sense to, 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 to trade it that much over five years. But a thousand candles, you lose 46% versus losing 58%. The 65 minute just, it protects you. It's a great algorithm. Uh, I have nothing to go over as far as scans go. So I've got nothing there. There is nothing that crossed up. I would look at your banks. I'm looking to put money into play. I'm not looking to, it, it's hard to buy on days like today. Uh, I would not sell on days like today. I would more buy on days like today. Uh, if you think we're going down further, absolutely 100% sell. Absolutely 100%. Um, 
But I, I, me, I'm not selling. I, mean, I, I look at our core portfolio. Apple's up. Apple's up 1% at 150. So my portfolio probably led by Apple and maybe even, but I'm not down as much as I would be if Apple were down. Um, Boeing is down 1%. Bank of America is at 2845. I'm going to buy more. That's down 6%. Again, the, the, the book value on Bank of America, they're not going bankrupt. The book value on Bank of America, you know, are, do we see lines at Bank of America to pull money out? No, you don't. Because it was the rich people in Silicon Valley who were all in line at the bank because they had to pull their billions out. Um, yeah. And you should be worried, by the way. One of the things that I do want to uh, tell people to be worried about, if you're in some of these smaller brokerages, if you're in a Weeble, if you're in a Robinhood, if you're in some of those types of places, I might be a little bit worried about that type of thing with this kind of regional bank. Am I worried about Fidelity? Hell no. Am I worried about Schwab? Hell no. Schwab is way down, but Schwab is a, a historic bank that's just too big to fail. They're not going to fail. Will they be taken over by somebody? Maybe. I mean, at some point, that price on Schwab uh, gets really attractive to a company like J.P. Morgan, to a company like Goldman Sachs, um, to a company, you know, again, if they want to get into consumer stuff, Goldman Sachs, whoo. Hey, let's put a buy together for Schwab at what? $20 a, a share. Um, you know, they're down at 48 right now. Uh, let's put a buy-in at 50 bucks a share. I mean, you, you're down what? 28, 17% today. So Schwab has to worry about a, a, a takeover uh, that the board of directors has to say, yeah, we'll take it. Um, that's the type of thing that you're looking at. So uh, I would be careful in this market. Don't get into anything that's going to make you lose sleep. Don't get anything that's going to make you worry. Uh, my Bank of America, they are very small plays. Um, I am sure my parents have probably texted me, what the F did you get us into Bank of America at $29 for? Do you realize it's at 28 right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, Google, I mean, I, you know, listen, I can't tell you that, that Google won't be back down at 90. It's up to 91.74. This one's holding its place at 90. Google's good. You know, Coke at 60. It's up over 60. It's up 1.94%. You'll see that one at 65. No problem. Just buy and hold it. Get the dividend. So uh, I like this. I, I, I like this market. Uh, I like this opportunity. Uh, I like it for long term. Again, I will point out, if you're listening to douche on the internet, don't. It, identify before you buy why you're buying a stock. It's just like when you go and buy a mattress. You do your research. When you go and buy a car, you do your research. Do the same thing for the stock. Don't listen to somebody else. You know, if I told you, hey, uh, you know, uh, uh, Ford Mach-E is the best car on the road. Would you just go out and buy one? Hell no. Hell no. Go and test drive the Tesla. Go and ask people who own a Tesla. Go and ask people who own a Ford Mach-E what their, their road trip uh, are like. Holy hell, it's hell. Um, you know, I saw a Ford F1 Lightning truck the other day. Things made of plastic. Wasn't a huge fan. Uh, I, I think the Rivian looks so much better. Now, the Rivian is significantly much more expensive. Um, but when my tri Cybertruck shows up, whoo-wee. 
Uh, okay, if you made it this far, make sure you, uh, you if you're paying more than $30, by the way, for a phone service, the Visible link is down below. Um, visible, it's 30 bucks a month at its lowest rate. It deprioritizes you. I have yet to actually find where I am deprioritized, where I can't stream something, uh, where I am getting less service than a Verizon customer who's sitting next to me. Uh, it is a great, great phone service. I have enjoyed it. Uh, if you sign up with the link below, you get 20 bucks off your first month. I get 20 bucks as well. So sign up for visible phone service. If you like the charts that I share, sign up for TrendSpider. DSP25 is the code to get you 25% off. You can get a seven-day free trial for it. You can uh, sign up for a year. You can sign up for a month. Uh, you can sign up for whatever you want. Just make sure that, that you understand a little bit about charting before you get in here. Uh, I have a four-hour algorithm that I will absolutely share with you. The 65-minute algorithm, that is on uh, the TrendSpider video that's on YouTube. If you want to set that up in another charting platform, just make sure that you have 65-minute candles. The reason for 65-minute candles is because it gives you an exact seven candles per day. I believe it's seven candles per day uh, if you during the trading day, which goes from 9.30 to 4 o'clock. So it's a perfect, perfect algorithm. Saves you uh, when you're day trading. It absolutely gets you in and gets you out. Um, you know, you can make money with this one. Uh, the four hour is more of a guide. I try and use that one uh, to, that's what I started the show with. That's my tried and true. Uh, if your company has badge services or needs badges or securities, check out idshop.com. They're the ones that I work for. I'm going to start my MLS, I believe, in April. I think I'm going to Chicago. Uh, so if you have any questions, hit me up. The private Facebook group, all of the links are in the link tree down below. You can find by uh, logo just below my picture. You'll see Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of that stuff. Follow along. Uh, and I will see you tomorrow. By the way, I am going hiking later this week, so there might not be shows later this week. So if you have any questions, hit me up. Take care, you guys. See ya.